Welcome to the Hospital Finance Podcast, your go-to source for information and insights that can help you stay ahead of the challenges impacting healthcare finance. And now, the host of the Hospital Finance Podcast, Michael Passanate. Hi, this is Mike Passanate, and welcome back to the Hospital Finance Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Mary Devine, who is the director of our Revenue Cycle Services here at Bessler. And I'm also joined by Olga Barone-Allen, who is our Client Relations Manager. And they are very close to our customers, particularly as they are in the throes of moving over to Epic and other EHRs. Um, This is something we've talked about on the podcast before, um, really a couple of years ago now. And since then, we've had an opportunity to talk with even more customers and understand more about uh, some of the changes that they go through uh, that affect their revenue cycle during um, those implementations. And we wanted to bring those to you today. So Mary and Olga, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. So along the way, you've you've kind of broken this out into 10 best practices, if you will, that you've, you've noted. So why don't we just talk through them in turn and, and you can tell us about them. So the first one is don't underestimate the implementation. So that is exactly what it says. Um, You know, people want to treat this like a project, an isolated project, and it really can't ever be treated like that. It is is a huge undertaking, and people are generally going to be pulled from their day-to-day jobs and put on this implementation for several years, and it really isn't um, a project that you start on one day and 90 days later you end it. You really must understand the huge undertaking that it is. Wouldn't you say, Olga? Absolutely, Mary. And I think the key thing to keep in mind is a representative of, of the key departments really should be part of a team, a committee that really uh, brings the goes through the different phases of the implementation until uh, everything is running smoothly. And there also should be a designated person who is uh, viewed as the key person overseeing and overall responsible for this committee. Okay, so the next point that you make is understanding your baselines and metrics. Why don't you tell us about that? So in this area, what we have seen and heard from our clients is the importance of setting up key performance indicators. And what why that is so important pre-conversion is so that you have a baseline to understand the different areas and how things are running today so that when you do convert as you're converting and then historically you know going forward after the conversion you can see any trends or any areas that could be problem spots within the different departments and Mary will speak a little bit more in the specific areas that uh, where this is essential Absolutely. So just some examples of essential metrics that, again, as Olga said, that you want to uh, understand before you go live and track closely after you go live. So charges by call center, visits by call center, late charges, DNFB, claim accuracy, and EDI edits and denials. Those are all key indicators of the conversion did not go as well as you planned. Um, And then you just want to make sure that, you know, you're tracking stuff like your ED visits. So you want to make sure that if you had a thousand thousand ED visits a day prior to going live, that you still have those thousand visits posts go live because those are some of the things that get lost. Another big one is um, IME revenue for all of you that are familiar with that. Um, There is uh, 
sometimes an issue with making sure that your IME bills are coming out appropriately as they concurrently come out with your MA claims. So just a couple areas to really think about as you go live into Epic. Great. And next is performing a full revenue cycle assessment. One of the things that we highly, highly recommend for all providers that are getting ready to go um, on a conversion over to Epic is perform a full revenue cycle assessment. You want to make sure that you understand how your revenue cycle is performing before you go live um, into an Epic and begin that conversion so that you it gives you the opportunity to add in best practice where you feel uh, the revenue cycle uh, system falls short. And, you know, I would recommend using a vendor, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Uh, you know, an arbitrary person can always identify areas that you're that that could be um, you know to the day-to-day -day person will not be as obvious so to avoid any kind of gaps in your cash collections or you know to avoid days increase in days of uh, in AR you know you really want to make sure there's somebody out there uh, just on the sidelines really making sure that these numbers are not increasing, um, you know, to detriment to the facility. So the next couple of points, um, I guess they seem kind of elementary, but there's something that we heard over and over again, right? And the Absolutely. first one is uh, is testing. So testing, we can't say uh, enough about it, and this is what we hear from all of our clients that have converted. Uh, to the various uh, EHR systems. You know, testing um, every aspect of the uh, conversion, you know, from the various departments, collaboratively between the departments, you know, your charges, your DNFB, uh, your bill drop, um, all of those areas are extremely key to uh, the organization and to the revenue cycle. Exactly, and just very quickly to add in, you know, we recommend parallel testing. And so before you actually cut over and go live, you all the new processes that you implemented into Epic in that uh, playground environment, you want to do the exact same thing in your current system and make sure that that playground is producing the exact same result that your um, current system does. And perhaps leapfrogging off of that is training. Training, uh, again, uh, you can't get enough training and probably training, you know, train the trainer uh, examples are the best. Uh, assigning key people to be the advocates of the training and then rolling that into the departments and, um, you know, constantly having feedback with the, the vendor, the EHR vendor that you're having, you know, you're converting with. Uh, Mary, do you have any additional insight there? No, just, you know, it's important that people are, are vested in the training and they understand the importance of the training. So getting people certified and spending money on their, their training, if you will, and making sure they are, you know, vested is, is important to get, to get the buy-in and the understanding so that when you do cut over, everybody understands what they're supposed to do. Okay, so on-site presence at cutover. Tell us about that. This is really um, extremely important. Uh, a lot of uh, EHR conversions, uh, the you know facility does not think um, far ahead, and you know 
make sure that when you convert, you have or sign a contract that you have in there that someone, a representative of the EHR uh, program is uh, present after conversion for a period of time. Nothing is like, you know, missing charges or uh, bills aren't dropping and now you have to call the hotline and try to get somebody dialed in to the system. You know, having someone on site present after uh, go live is uh, extremely important. Yes, for sure. Exactly. You want you want somebody on site that knows what they're going, what's going on and more than likely they're going to know exactly what's what's wrong and they're going to be able to fix it for you. You don't want to delay that. Okay, and you have some recommendations around that go live date as well. Yeah, this is pretty simple. All you want to do is, you know, the best thing for your organization to do is to go live on the first day of the month. It just makes making sure that nothing is missing is, is the easiest. That is, a, yeah, that is so important. So tell us about backlog reduction. Backlog reduction, any conversion, any type of conversion, it is always uh key to make sure any kind of backlog is addressed and if you you know your facility you don't have the resources you know a possible um, opportunity is to uh, outsource that um, to get some additional help and uh, make sure that your dnfb your unbilled your your late charges uh, charges you know there isn't a backlog uh, otherwise that's going to cause havoc and you, it will be very very difficult to try and reconcile or uh, track that information and then you talk about legacy ar wind down the biggest thing about the legacy ar wind down um is that we would highly recommend that you you do a post conversion you let your new your staff focus on the ar and then you probably outsource or have dedicated internal staff focused on the the old legacy and that they're not trying to work on two different systems um if you're not bringing over the the data and a lot of times providers choose not to bring over the old ar and they just let it wind down you know i would even recommend even further than that um, using a vendor for that process just so your staff is not um, distracted into the old AR because it's easier that everybody is 100% focused on the new AR coming into Epic and keeping it current and moving forward in the right direction so there is not um, a beat missed as it relates to bringing in cash. Wouldn't you agree? I totally agree with Mary on that. So important. So your last best practice and, and Perhaps arguably the most important one is communication. Yeah, you know, in any in any uh, undertaking of this size, communication is always the key to doing anything successful, and that gets set up from day one. You establish the communication necessary to get you through all the conversion um, items, and then if there's problems, you you know you have a core group that everybody comes together on a daily basis or an hourly basis once you go post-conversion to make sure everything's working right. It's just really key to getting anything resolved and moving the project forward in, or the implementation in the proper way. Yes, don't don't wait until, you know, a week later. As soon as you see something, immediately raise the flag uh, because the repercussions could be um, financial, uh, a huge financial impact to the organization. And no doubt these, these implementations are uh, huge in every way, and they affect hospitals across the country. So these best practices, I think, are very important to share. And uh, thank you both for coming by today to do just that.
Thank you. Thank you. If you enjoy the Hospital Finance Podcast, please head up to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a positive review. This concludes today's episode of the Hospital Finance Podcast. For show notes and additional resources to help you protect and enhance revenue at your hospital, visit Bessler.com forward slash podcasts. The Hospital Finance Podcast is a production of Bessler. Smart about revenue, tenacious about results.